I'm in the prime of life, says me, far as I be knowin'. Haven't time to slack around in comfort all the year. So when we get a little time before our boat gets going, we head on down to the library, and this is what we hear. Come on and look all around, there's plenty for to see. Make your own self right upon my love, the library. Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson, and today we're talking with Joni Johnson, who is the program manager for the Petersburg Community Foundation. Welcome, Joni. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I wanted to talk about what the Petersburg Community Foundation is. We have a reading challenge going on right now called build a better world challenge and it's going on through january 31st and the prize is a 500 dollar 500 dollars that the winner gets to choose what nonprofit they would like that money to go to and if the community reaches 50,000 minutes of reading that will unlock a second winner who will also get to choose um, what their favorite local nonprofit is. And we will award the prize money, which is another $500 to that nonprofit. And um, 
I wanted to talk to Joni about the Petersburg Community Foundation because um, that's what you do is support nonprofits throughout the community locally. So can you tell us what is the Petersburg Community Foundation? Yeah, well, first though, I think that's pretty awesome, the program, the challenge that you guys have this year and you know, building a better world. And I think the Petersburg Community Foundation's mission strengthening Petersburg through the projects of its nonprofits is, you know, after that same objective, but doing it here at home. Um, so what is the Petersburg Community Foundation? Um, so we're an affiliate of the larger Alaska Community Foundation, but in that sense, we're, the foundation is a, a group of advisory board members that are based here locally and have our community's interests at heart. Um, and we, I guess I should say, you know, we work at fundraising, but the fundraising piece is for an endowment fund um, of which the community foundation has two here in Petersburg, the, um, the main endowment fund for grant making and our operating endowment fund to cover business expenses. Um, and so in a nutshell, then, you know, we, we kind of nurture and baby this endowment fund that we use as a source or as Sue Paulson might say, this towering pillar of money that <laughs> we then get to redistribute um, to our nonprofits and charitable organizations and, you know, really supporting those projects. The other aspect to the Petersburg Community Foundation, besides these lovely endowment funds, you know, that we like to think of as self-sustaining and you know, looking forward is also um, to help support nonprofits, whether it's through facilitating conversations or providing training opportunities. Um, and so in a sense, you know, kind of trying to be a leader for our nonprofits, you know, and I say kind in a sense because it's, you know, trying to figure out how to best support them based on what their needs are or different initiatives that they have ongoing. So, um, yeah, I think the Petersburg Community Foundation is, it's a wonderful idea. It really is. And there are 11 affiliates for the, you know, with the Alaska Community Foundation. And just to kind of wrap it up and I'll quit talking here, Kari, is that the, um, you know, the Alaska Community Foundation really provides the, the expertise for managing funds such as this. So whether it's the tax regulations, you know, and the fiduciary responsibility, that's that's in their wheelhouse. And also, you know, Rasmussen Foundation is part and parcel. I mean, it's that partnership because without Rasmussen Foundation standing us up, we wouldn't be where we are. It's very remarkable what they do for the state and of course for, for Petersburg. Yes, I've been impressed to watch this grow and the amount of money that the Petersburg Community Foundation gives away to nonprofits annually. Um, since the beginning, I've, I, um, I actually went to school for human services, which included a lot of social work classes. And mm -hmm. one of my frustrations working in social work was that everything was based on grants and it wasn't really sustainable. Like you could get a grant and start a program, but um, that's different than funding something. And um, 
So I was so excited to see this come along. Can you tell us the mission of the Petersburg Community Foundation again? Yeah, so it's lovely. Strengthening Petersburg through the projects of our nonprofits. But, you know, I think, um, you know, on the grant making side, you've mentioned that, you know, watching the amount grow. And I believe in 2008, $3,000 were distributed. And then last year, so 2021, $39,000 were distributed. So the, our main endowment fund, the grant making fund, has grown such that, you know, around 35000 plus or minus is redistributed every year coming back into the community, which is a wonderful investment. Yes, and that's what excited me about the Community Foundation is it's an endowment fund. And from talking with you, I've learned the difference and you can explain more about this. There's different types of endowment fund. And um, this type is based on what model? Um, well, let's see. So the way the Community Foundation Endowment Fund is structured, it's very much like the permanent fund dividend. So um, as our principal grows and earns interest and we, you know, new, do, new, new donations come in, you know, that balance, that year-end balance, um, actually I shouldn't say that year-end balance because it's an average over time to account for inflation and stock market fluctuation to be conservative, but, but essentially that balance is what the 4.5% um, comes from. And that 4.5% is what the community foundation uses for calculating distributions for our grant making fund as well as our operating endowment fund. And so um, I am no expert on this by any stretch, but you know, there is that other um, endowment fund structure where the principal is protected and you're not tapping into that. It's just your interest earnings that are used and distributed. Yeah. Um, but the way I kind of understand it is that's more typical maybe for smaller endowment funds, but with larger endowment funds, um, such as, you know, the Alaska Community Foundation manages, it's, it's based off the, the princ principal plus interest. So that balance, the sum total of the fund. Okay. Um, thank you for explaining that. <laughs> no, that, that is, I, because yes, I had, I had trouble understanding that because, I didn't realize there was more than one type of endowment. And I do think that at the library, I'm not certain, but I think the John McCabe art education endowment may be the other type. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't smaller. know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be, I'm kind of curious now too, because I think the yeah, Humane Association has, an endowment fund, um, the Jane Edgar Endowment Fund, KFSK, I believe, has an endowment fund. The Petersburg Medical Center, I believe, has an endowment fund. Um, but I don't, yeah, how they're structured, imagine it depends on. I just know that no matter how they're structured, I'm really a big fan of endowment funds because they are so much more sustainable. Um, that's why I'm a big fan of them. You mentioned that last year, the Petersburg Community Foundation gave away $39,000 to local nonprofits. Can you give me some examples of the grants that were awarded last year? 
Um, yeah, let's see. So I know the Deck the Deck was funded by all sorts of different sources, but the Petersburg Community Foundation was happy to be a part of that. That was one of the grants. The um, deck long, no, not at long-term care. At, at Mountain View Manor. At Mountain View Manor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then at the high school, they um, were starting a small business for shredding confidential materials. And so, um, again, that was another grant. Uh, the Rainforest Festival received a grant for um, supporting, I guess it was like an artist coming into town as well as some of the other activities, um, the Arts Council. So it's kind of, it covers the bases really when you think about it from supporting food pantry to uh, with Humanity in Progress, one of our newer nonprofits in town, also supporting some of the rent assistance and utility assistance there to elderly, to arts, to the education, um, the lighting and the right auditorium was Petersburg Community Community Foundation funding. And goodness, KFSK Public Radio is a, a, a main recipient too, it seems like year after year you know, supporting whether it's equipment replacements or, or other technological needs they have or electrical needs. Yeah. Nice. So what does Petersburg Community Foundation have planned for 2022? Um, of course, our competitive grant cycle and the dates aren't nailed down, but it will be that, um, I think the March, April timeframe as it has been in the past. And then, we're continuing to support the SHARE Coalition. We're a member of the SHARE Coalition um, with the community childcare conversations. Yeah. Um, as we address, you know, trying to, well, anyways, that's multifaceted and complex. It's another topic. Um, and then uh, potentially partnering with the Petersburg Medical Center to bring in um, information, or I shouldn't say bring in because it's here, but to help support educational programs for Medicaid and long-term care for those that are interested. Um, gosh, it's always something. Yeah. And of course, fundraising, fundraising. We have fundraising. a $25,000 match that is our goal for this year. Okay. Now tell us more about that. So why is the $25,000? Who's, who's going to match the 25,000 if we get to that? When we once, get to that. <laughs> yeah. Once again, it's um, Rasmussen Foundation you know, with the, with Alaska Community Foundation, but yeah, you know, it's something that, um, it's not so much new this year, but definitely was an initiative last year, you know, the way Rasmussen Foundation and the Alaska Community Foundation structured these affiliate programs, um, they weren't supposed to be paid for by the Rasmussen Foundation year after year after year in terms of operating expenses. And so we have our operating endowment fund and last year, it was the crystal clear by 2026, all of our affiliates need to be self-sustaining. And so we have shifted focus to our operating endowment fund for that purpose. And, and so we've got, got a timeline and we know we need to get there. And so um, this particular match will help us as we work that way. Yeah, and then that will help it be self-sustaining through the years to continue yeah. to grow. Yeah, and that's something, it's not as um, 
pleasing perhaps is knowing you're donating to a fund that's going to be returned to the community and in investments in terms of grants. But we hope that uh, our community members and donors understand that it really does help, uh, you know, whether it's the program manager's salary and mailings, but also the trainings and the other services that we provide um, on behalf of our nonprofits, as well as, you know, trying to make sure we're getting the grants where they need to go. Yes. And I guess I want to back up and touch on something you were talking about, the SHARE Coalition. And um, as as the program manager of the Petersburg Community Foundation, you sit on the SHARE Coalition. And can you explain a little bit about what that is? Because I feel like that's such an important organization in this town. And that I love that the Petersburg Community Foundation and the school, just everybody's involved with it. And yeah, can you talk to that a little bit? Sure. So um, so the coalition objective is really focusing on community well-being and health. And so it's a, a place where any, any group that works with that those populations is welcome to participate and it's information sharing. And so it really brings, it's a place that brings together multiple groups that serve our communities from, you know, the school system to the borough to wave, um, hip, the childcare centers, um, gosh, and I'm not, I'm leaving some out, but it's a good place for information sharing. And then, you know, there are subgroups. So for example, the, the child care issue, you know, there's a committee of different members in the coalition that are working on that. And I should say, you know, for the Petersburg Community Foundation, I'm not the only one that's sitting in there because, you know, we do, I'm, I guess, the face right now at this interview, but our advisory board, um, there are seven and they do a lot as well. And so Karen McCullough makes a point to be a part of the share coalition meetings. And then just because I'm talking about that, we also have Leo Luzak and Bill Trimbley. Um, Holly Flint is our treasurer. Sue Paulson, our secretary. Glow Wallen, our vice chair. And Liz Cabrera is our chair. So um, as you see those individuals around town, you can strike up a conversation. Nice. Well, um, Thank you for that. I, I've always, I'm just so impressed with the SHARE Coalition as well in that there's so many organizations locally coming together, sharing what their needs or deficits might be, and mm-hmm. then being able to partner and everybody's in the same room and, and has those relationships built already. I just love that. Oh, I was going to say, and that the Petersburg Community Foundation is, is a part of that as well. Yeah. Well, communication is important. And, you know, for a lot of these groups, time, time is precious. And, you know, so to be sitting at a table where you can hear what needs are, or as you said, deficits, where are gaps that could potentially be filled? um, It's, it's a good thing and important to do. Yeah. Because to that person in that that position, it might seem like this kind of daunting problem, but to somebody sitting next to them that has a different set of resources, that might be an easy solve. And um, if they were to partner. Um, 
So how can people donate to the Petersburg Community Foundation? Ah, lovely question. Um, so uh, PO Box 1024 in Petersburg, and checks could be mailed there. Um, and then online, if you Google Petersburg Community Foundation, I'm sure it would come up, but it's petersburgcf.org, and there's a donate link. And you'll see um, there are three different funds that donations could be made to. You know, our main endowment fund, the operating endowment fund, and then just our regular operating fund, which you know doesn't earn interest and grow, which is what we can spend from. So we always are appreciative of donations to our endowment funds. And I should probably mention too, for all, all groups, all nonprofits with these um, Actually, I should be careful. I don't know if it's, it's not just with funds, but all groups that donations, um, for, you know, when we think about legacy gifts and, and planned giving, that um, those can be very valuable to, to different groups that mean a lot to you as a donor and an individual. And so, you know, whether it's in life insurance or real estate assets or in, um, I don't know, what have you, that it's an important piece of the puzzle too, as we think about our community and what we want it to be able to accomplish in the next decade, decades, plural. Yes. In the future. In the future. And I saw, I'll just mention that I noticed that you had brought in Beth Chapman last year to work with people who were interested in estate planning, which is, it's just so huge. Um, It's Yeah. It's important too. It it is, and I mean, I'll be careful because I learn every time and know nothing. But it, I guess, kind of my big revelation was that oh, legislation change, tax codes change, and so it's not just I've finished this and I'm feeling really good about myself and I'm done. It's like oh, I got to look at it again, <laughs> which I can't say is the most fun, but important to remember. Yeah, that's, I just recently learned that too. Like you can do a a family trust and set this up, but then it has to be reviewed every so often because Mm -hmm. the laws change. Yeah. And so, and I think, um, well, one, I'm super appreciative of the time from, you know, Beth or, you know, she brought in a a colleague last year because they're after sharing the information to help people plan because it eases the stress down the road and that's you know working potentially working with brandy boggs and kirsten prue with the medical center for medicaid and long-term care again it's that hoping to provide information to help people plan and and think about things now in a relaxed setting yeah that's so important um i'm excited about that too that's that's a really big step i think for the the medical center is bringing in that staff and then where they're taking that, it's going to be such an asset to the community. Agreed. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been delightful talking to you. And um, I look forward to seeing what happens this year with the community, with the Petersburg Community Foundation. Yeah. Well, thanks too for the time. And uh, it's, it's amazing. There's a lot of work that goes on in this community from our nonprofits, a lot of hard work and a lot of volunteer time too. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joni.
Currently at the Petersburg Public Library, we are having our annual Winter Reading Challenge, and it's not too late to join the fun. This year's contest is called Build a Better World Challenge, and it ends January 31st, so there is still time to log your minutes and activities. Do you read regularly? Then you can log those minutes or hours and earn a badge for every three hours read. Have you volunteered or donated to a local nonprofit in January? Then you can earn a Help a Local Nonprofit badge. Have you fed the birds, picked up litter, or volunteered for a local environmental cause this month? Then you can earn Have an Impact badge. Have you helped a neighbor or community member this month? Perhaps you have shoveled someone's snow. Then you can earn a Love Your Neighbor badge. What have you done to take care of yourself this month? You know we want you to be able sustain, to be able sustain giving to your community. Self-care is key is also a badge that can be earned. You can participate as an individual, family, or group. You only need to earn four reading and or activity badges to be entered to win $500 to be given to a local nonprofit of your choosing. When the community reaches 50,000 minutes read, a second $500 will be awarded to a nonprofit of your choice. So keep logging those reading minutes to help us reach the community goal and unlock another $500 for a local nonprofit. Deadline to register and log all reading and activities is January 31st. Thank you to our local nonprofit, the Friends of Petersburg Libraries, for sponsoring this year's challenge. Go to psglib.org to get started registering today, and let's build a better world, Petersburg. This has been Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. Thank you to Joni Johnson and the Petersburg Community Foundation for joining us today. And thank you to the Friends of Petersburg Libraries for making today's show possible. Alec and Nicole McMurrin um, have written our library song and donated it for our use. Says me, far as I be known, having time to snack around in comfort all the years. So when we get a little time before our boat gets going, we head on down to the library, and this is what we hear. Come, Come on, on in, look, look all around, there's plenty for to see. Make your own self right upon my love, the library.
maybe get a book online and check it out for free. Grab something great to listen to for sailing or for rowing, and finish the last chapter in that best ever story. Come, Come on in, look all around, there's plenty for you to see. Make your own stuff right, Mom, I love the library. Never slowing, most enjoy the library, I think.